Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing User promotions, America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Probably listen to this on Friday, maybe Saturday. Hopefully everyone is having a fantastic day. I love the summer. I'm coming from you again from an undisclosed location in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous out. A little warm, but shit, I like the heat. Better than the cold. Hopefully... Uh, Hopefully everything's going good. Of course, Middlecoff Mailbag is my Instagram, at John Middlecoff. 
I don't know exactly. Maybe put it on the weekend. Might not do a pod for Monday, then have another one Tuesday. Not exactly sure for the schedule for the next probably two or three weeks as we hit July 4th. That's, you know, historically, you know, I've been in the uh, the audio business now almost a decade. That's when time's slow, definitely in radio, but we're not on radio. We're in podcasts and you guys listen. I mean, it's crazy you see the download. Sometimes someone listens to your podcast like three or four weeks later. Uh, it's, it's the great part about this medium in this industry, so it might not matter. So I'm going to keep pumping out content. Uh, we're efforting some guests uh, to hold us over for the next month. Uh, because there's not that much going on. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. But I actually got it. I'm pretty fired up on some of the stuff that's going on. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson. I mean, Dan Snyder and, and the Redskins are just exhausting. Uh, I, I watched his interview with Mike Tomlin. I'm going to start there. Arch Manning, Peyton's nephew, uh, broke the internet this morning. He committed to Texas. Uh, God, he is a he is a load. I mean, Pey- I've stood next to Peyton and Eli. They are enormous human beings. And in that picture that went viral, he's standing kind of close to him. He's he's not as thick as they are, partly because he's 17 years old, but he's close to their size. Uh, and, and then the NBA draft. I have something on that, actually, right off the top I'm going to hit on. Um, I'm recording this before the draft, but Middlecoff Mailbag, fire in those DMs. Share the podcast with your friends. Share them with your enemies. Uh, share it with all your people. We're big on organic reach here. And, uh, and yeah. <laughs> I guess let's start with Mike Tomlin. Uh, he did an interview, Ryan Clark, Shannon Crowder, and Fred Taylor, former Jags running back, have, I guess, this podcast called The Pivot. They went to Mike Tomlin's house, and they went to his basement, and they each had a 12-pack, and they just slammed beers and bullshitted for an hour and a half. And it was fantastic. It, it, it was. I watched the whole thing the other night. Tomlin, he would... You, I, I, I bag on these TV execs because they hire. I mean, when they hired Drew Brees, you, you knew where I stood on that. I thought it was embarrassing. You knew he was going to be terrible. Uh, obviously, they've gotten it right with Tony Romo, who I don't know if you saw that video that went viral on Tony Romo. He's playing in match play in Wisconsin and is back. I mean, he's 42 years old. He's in so much pain. I, I feel bad for Tony. But Mike Tomlin would be incredible on television. Like him and Sean McVay are, are made for it. And watching Mike Tomlin, you're just blown away by how good he is with people. And listen, when you're looking for an NFL head coach, and let's face it, their their jobs, I mean, we, we're a decade away from coaches making $30, $40 million a year. I mean, the top guys are making 15 20 now. And I think ideally, you want a guy that can lead and who can scheme, right? If I'm going to pay a CEO $30, $40 million, I'd like him to be able to do everything in the business, market understand finances, understand the future of the business, to be a dynamic overall guy, right? Elon, Bezos, I mean, there are some CEOs that are better than others, clearly. And there are some head coaches that are better than others. Because Belichick, Andy, what can they do? They can lead and they can scheme. The young guys, Kyle, McVay, can lead and they can scheme. Now, I I think we can say, is Tomlin some elite schemer? Clearly, no. You know, that's not his strong point. But he is an elite leader. And I think one thing we've seen of guys that have failed over probably the last couple decades in the NFL, we have seen a ton of great coordinators become head coaches and sucked because they were great schemers, right? Pat Shermer's had been a head coach multiple times. Great schemer. He becomes an offensive coordinator. Remember Minnesota takes him to the NFC Championship with Case Keenum and it's awesome. Then he gets to the Giants and he's a laughingstock. 
Uh, McAdoo, who was an excellent schemer as an offensive coordinator for Tom Coughlin, takes over for Eli, is laughed out of the building. So we have seen time and time again guys that can scheme, but they can't lead. Because once you're no longer in front of half the team, you're in front of everybody. You're leading the entire building. Honestly, you're leading the entire city. And most guys become overwhelmed with that. You got to have thick skin. You got to be very secure in yourself. And you got to have some innate qualities. And Mike was born with that. And you watch this thing and you go, listen, if I had to pick a coach, you're shooting for the stars. Like right? you, you want Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. But most guys are not that. And if I had to lean over leader or schematic guy, if I could just pick one of the two, I think you go leader. Because his ability, and looking back, I mean, he handled Antonio Brown, Roethlisberger. They have had so many crazy guys on the Pittsburgh Steelers over the years. And he's handled it relative with ease. Now, you can say he hasn't won a playoff game in six years or whatever. And obviously, that's not ideal. But he doesn't lose. He, he, I mean, last year, somehow he made it to the playoffs with a quarterback that couldn't throw it down the field. I mean, Roethlisberger was basically Jimmy Garoppolo last year. And it, they, they got some luck. But I, I just think that I don't know if Mike Tomlin gets enough credit for how great of a leader he is, how great of just a front man he is for an organization. And we'll see. He's got a new general manager. They, they got a new quarterback. He admitted in this interview basically that he's scared as hell. Because, like, obviously he's excited getting rid of Roethlisberger, starting over, but knows that more than likely this is going to be a massive, massive challenge. And you know where I stand. Trubisky is definitely not good enough. I am not a Kenny Pickett fan, but I, I believe watching this thing, I, I believe in this guy, and I think they will continue to be competitive, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they make the playoffs. And then the other thing watching this, talking about Antonio Brown, is like, if you're following the NBA drama right now, Kyrie... Such a pain in the ass. And I'm not talking... The vaccine stuff during the season never bothered me. I thought New York were the wackos. They, they were like one of two places. Them in San Francisco, they were mandating that you had to get vaccinated to play in the building, but the away guys could play. It was so stupid. The media piled on them, yet nobody piled on the policymakers that made absolutely no sense. But that's neither here nor there. The reality is there's a lot of other stuff. Kyrie's a whack job. But on any given night, he can score 50 points. Just like Antonio Brown, complete lunatic. He was the best player in the league, non-quarterback, for like four straight years. And I remember I had a buddy on the Raider staff that when Antonio got there, he's like, you know the bizarre part about Antonio? Is like, he's very hit or miss. He's like, some days, and this was just during like OTAs. He'd come in, we'd be in the meeting room, we'd be in a team meeting, and he'd be awesome. He'd be laughing with the guys. We'd get on the practice field, and the Raiders weren't as good then, you know, three or four years ago as they are now. He was so good when they got him. And then he kind of got weird. And some days you just look at him, he wouldn't talk to anybody. He'd be playing on his phone. Gruden wouldn't quite know how to interact with him. He was just very hot and cold, right? And that's what some of these guys are. But it's so easy, like the best players in the league, Tom Brady, Aaron, Donald, you don't even have to think about them. They just show up. They kick the shit out of everybody. They do their work. They approach everything the right way. They never get in trouble. They're the easiest guys to pay. And then the other half of the league is like, guys that are kind of fringe guys, but do everything they can, maximize their talent. And again, you don't need to worry about them. And then you have this crew of guys that are a complete pain in your you-know-what, but they're so good that you have to deal with them. And that's where Antonio Brown was forever. That's where Kyrie is. And there's a lot of guys like that. And that's part of professional sports. There are only so many of these human beings. And you have to have talent in the in the NFL to win, just like you do in the NBA, just like you do in baseball. And not everybody is a choir boy. Some people are just 
tough to deal with. That's no different than normal society, right? Anyone listening to this that has an office knows sometimes your best sales guy is a complete asshole. You know, sometimes your guy's number two in your company is a dick, but he might be very important to the operation and you can't operate without him. And I think whenever you can avoid, and we talk a lot about this during the draft, and this is why character and people's makeup is so important. Because ultimately in sports with Antonio Brown or Kyrie, and they they were different. Antonio Brown was a late round pick who became something. Kyrie was the number one pick. They They come in different shapes and sizes. But once you get one of these guys associated with your team, you're kind of stuck because you can't often get rid of them because they're so good and they're irreplaceable. But you never really enjoy being around them because they're just not very enjoyable. And I think it's why during the draft that ultimately teams are so desperate to just find the best player that's a good guy. And it's why so many teams take guys with character stuff off the board Because even if early on, and this happens a lot, right? Early on, even a guy that's been in trouble, been arrested, been suspended when he was in college, gets to the pros, he's on his best behavior. He's trying to earn his next contract. He's trying to prove that you know he's worthy of the draft selection. And then once he starts balling and once he gets his money, he you know, your true colors typically come out the more cash you get. And you know, a lot of people say cash just kind of reveals your true, you know, true character, your true colors. And that's often what happens, especially fame and fortune, for sure. So the bigger you get, the harder it is to avoid or show people who you really are. And it's why, ideally, you get really good people and they can just handle it. And it's hard. I mean, sometimes you're immature and you go through some stuff. But I I think Mike Tomlin, looking back, that he was able to handle Antonio Brown for almost nine seasons. Or Le'Veon Bell. Remember when Le'Veon Bell and LeGarrette Blunt? got a DUI on the way to the team plane. And they were, they, technically, they were just smoking, but got pulled over on the way to the team pl- plane high as hell. Like, that's what Tomlin was dealing with. And it never... I mean, they were just 10, 11 games every single year. So, you know, it just shows you, man. This in The NBA draft, which I've kind of developed this theory. I was thinking about this watching the Warriors in the, uh, in the NBA Finals. You know, in football, you have to go to college for three years. And that's if you're only a three and done guy in the NFL if you're elite. Most guys go for school for four or five years, right? So at minimum, every guy in the NFL has gone to college for three years. I would bet if we did a study, every single guy in the NFL has averaged over four years in college. And in the sport of football, anyone that's played high school football, let alone college football or the pros, honestly, a pro practice is not that much different than a high school practice, right? You go out to practice, you stretch, then you go with your group and you do individual drills. You do the most basic fundamental drills, right? It's like writing or reading the equivalent of football. Your footwork, you know, if you're a quarterback under center, if you're a running back, ball security, if you're a DB, the footwork, the most basic drills that you do in high school, you end up doing in the pros when you're making millions. And it's why, you know, if you watch football, the game has changed because we have regulated the hitting and the physicality out of the sport. And that's because the the lawsuits for CTE, the media freaked out and the NFL pivoted. And I'll give them credit. They, They went incredibly hard one way. And look at Mike McCarthy and Ron Rivera just got fined $100,000 in lost practices. They are not fucking around with that. If you're physical in OTAs, the players will turn you in and the NFL will have the players back. We have enough evidence now. Teams are getting popped over and over. I remember last year, the 49ers, one of their rookie DBs, 
Because a lot of guys during OTAs love putting on Instagram their highlights from practice, you know, when they're just sitting on their iPad. And the rookie DB, like, mauled this wide receiver at the line of scrimmage, posted it. The, the team didn't even put it out. The NFL saw it, and, and they docked Kyle Shanahan a practice. Like, they, they are not messing around. And fundamentals and physicality are obviously a huge part of the sport, but you can't be physical in these practices. But the fundamentals are a big deal. And all these guys learn these fundamentals through high school up through the pros. And I'm watching the Boston Celtics, who are in the NBA Finals. Their two best players, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, can't dribble a basketball. They're NBA players. Both these guys are on like $150 million contracts. They can't dribble. Think about that. But is it that crazy? Both those guys were one and dones. And when you say one and dones, when you're a one and done college basketball player, you really go to school for six months. You don't go to school the second half of the year because you're immediately going pros. Think about the lack of fundamentals. All these guys, if you're listening to this on Friday, the NBA draft happened on Thursday night. All these guys are one and dones. All the top guys were freshmen. They literally were in college for six months and then they left. And then it's the way they become a big deal going into college was AAU basketball, which is nothing like this being played in the NBA. It's why so many of these old school guys talk a lot of shit about AAU. It's basically like a bunch of individuals playing. Fundamentals have been lost in the sport of basketball. I actually think, and all these guys love to tell me, there's never been more talent in the NBA. There's never been more talent in the NBA. I call bullshit on that. There's never been more athletic talent in the NBA. Speed, size, strength. Yeah. But in terms of fundamentals, like I think a lot of teams in the 90s would drub the teams now. Not the Warriors. Anything about the Warriors. Steph, Cl- Steph Curry, three years in college. Draymond Green, four years in college. Klay Thompson, three years in college. Really, their resume is a lot like an NFL player. They went to college. They learned fundamentals of basketball. And even they can be a little loosey-goosey. But in co- whenever you draft a guy, think about all the guys this year. Kayvon Thibodeau, who's the number one prospect coming out of high school. Three years at Oregon. Aiden Hutchinson, several years at Michigan. All these guys, even all the Georgia guys, were all at minimum there three seasons. Will Anderson, who easily would have been the number one pick in the NFL draft this year, was not eligible to come out. He's at Alabama. He participated in spring drills. I don't know how much Saban actually made him do, but he had to stay in school. So think about the base and the fundamentals you develop. It's why a lot of people think about, like most of us non-professional athletes, As our career goes, we make more money, right? We have more success because in your 20s, you build a base. In your 30s, you learn a lot more. In your 40s, like it just continues to go. Where in, you know, in basketball, you just get thrown in the fire. And most guys, like they can get by with athletic ability, but they don't actually know how to play. Where in football, you have no choice but to know how to play because it's, you're, it's literally taught every day in practice. And you're forced to go to the equivalent of the minor leagues in college, which really benefits the NFL. That's why the product, I don't know if it's never been better. We can I like the game a little more physical. I, I don't love the version of what we have. But in terms of an entertainment value, and I just see the ratings, I mean, you guys enjoy it. And that's all that matters to me. Uh, so, uh, so I'm glad it's set up the way that it is. The baseball season is here. This baseball season, turn K's into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. Here's what I like. Betting on the Los Angeles Dodgers and betting on the New York Yankees. 
bet on the best teams, and you are more likely going to win money. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code Colin to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person Anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The other thing today is that uh, Arch Manning, who went to the University of Texas or committed to the University of Texas. It's not, he can't put pen to paper till later this year. A uh, couple quick thoughts. I, I've never met Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I, I know several people that know him well and they love the guy. He is very, very well thought of by people. And obviously, Coward has been friends with him a long time. Uh, people really, really, if you, you root for the guy, I guess is one way to say it. My take has always been. And I think sometimes when I'm anti a guy, people are like, Middlecoff, you have a vendetta. It's a personal shot. Like, no, I, I, I have no issue with these guys personally. I just not sure. And I think the, his resume would speak as a head coach, he's any good. And the best part about pro sports, unlike all these other industries, like it's pretty black and white. Do you win or do you lose? And I would say historically, Steve Sarkeesian just doesn't win. I mean, last year he lost to fucking Kansas. He lost to the University of Kansas. Think about that. He went six and seven. Now, I root for college football. I love college football. Uh, It plays a big part of my life in the fall. I I love watching it, just like a lot of people. It's the second biggest sport in America. It is very, very entertaining. But the University of Texas, just the the NFL draft, they did not have a player drafted. I thought last year was a low point, right? Right. They go six and seven. They lose to Kansas. Sark's guy that he brings from Alabama that married the stripper, had the monkey that bit, bit the kid. I mean, it was a disaster. They, they were a laughing stock. But because a lot of people like this guy, and there's something to be said in, in life about having people like you, that, that goes a long way. I, I think we'd all agree. And Steve Sarkeesian is very well liked, and he's a great recruiter because of that. Now, I don't believe just because he's Eli and Peyton's nephew and Archie's grandson, that I remember when Peyton, if you read about when Peyton went to Tennessee or Eli went to Ole Miss, Archie said, it's their decision. They can do whatever they want. And I I believe, reading a bunch of articles about this, that they allowed Arch to make this decision. And it came down to Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. And I've only been to Austin once. You know, I thought it was a little overrated, to be honest. But I, I understand... It, it in theory, it should be a big time place to play college football. And historically, I actually think it's historically it's a little overrated. It, it, Google Oklahoma's uh, last forty years and Google Texas's last forty years. It ain't even close. You know, I, I judge you based on your rival, right? Like Ohio State versus Michigan. Ohio State's on a completely different level than Michigan. Alabama, Auburn. Alabama's on a completely different level than Auburn. UCLA, USC. Like, USC's on a completely different level. Football, I'm talking football. Duke, North Carolina, you'd say, that's pretty even. And I remember when Coach K played him, they showed the historical uh, win-loss record. It was both basically tied. It's pretty incredible. But this was a big deal for Sark. Because what happened last season, especially the, once the monkey bit the kid, I thought, like, this guy might not make it two years. But you get Arch, it's going to buy him several years now. And they're going to the SEC, and let's face it, if they were in the SEC this year, they would get curb stomped. They would get absolutely mollywopped. It would be a bloodbath for them. So they have several years. They're not going to go to 2025. By then, Art should be a sophomore or a junior in college. Uh, obviously, he comes from a lot of money. 
I would imagine Texas gave him a lot of cash. You know, the going rate for these guys, three, four, five million dollars now. It's the astronomic sums. Uh, now, I'm not saying he need, quote unquote needed the money, but he definitely got paid. And I, I think it's a big deal for the program. Never forget, the highest rated game in the history of college football. 30 plus million people. Vince Young, Matt Leiner, Texas, USC. Like, it's, it's why it's such a big deal that Lincoln Riley went to USC. And we just had him on my other podcast. And he, he downplayed it, but because also he's from Oklahoma. He's been making eight, nine million dollars now for five or six years. Uh, but USC being relevant is a big deal for college football. Just like they would love for Texas. They, they don't need him winning the national championship, but they would, instead of going six and seven and losing to Kansas, how about we win 10, 11 games? And having Arch Manning is a really big deal. Now, the one thing I wonder the pressure on this kid is going to be like LeBron James. I mean, and he's not, we talk about him like he's Peyton Realize kid. He's not. He's their nephew. But he's discussed like that. Obviously, Peyton and Eli are going to be going to these games, I'm sure. Uh, the pressure is going to be immense. Uh, I, I can't even fathom being 17 years old and having that kind of target on my back. Now, you could argue he's grown up around it. Uh, you kind of, when you're around something for a while, it's like experience. You become, I would say, somewhat numb to it. I saw they were Jordan Spieth did an interview recently and someone asked him, like, how do you get so used to hitting around all these people watching you hit a golf ball? And he's like, after a while, you just get used to it. You don't even see them because, you know, like when you're watching a big golf tournament and it's like a major and everyone corrals like 10,000 people around a guy in the rough, you're like, I I would shank that ball. And the guy just hits it perfectly on the green. Just it's just like anything. You do something for a while. You get used to it. I mean, when you're a Manning, you know, in this country, you're basically royalty. So he's been around the best and the brightest and the bright lights and people have been talking about this guy. I mean, 17 years old and we've been talking about him now for three or four years. Uh, I just don't know anything less than being like Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck as a college player and as a college prospect is going to feel you know, like he underachieved. And I, You could argue that's not fair, but that's just kind of the, the world he's in, the life. I don't know if he necessarily chose it, but that chose him. Uh, the, the last name chose him, and he's clearly has some God-given talents. I, I've watched some high school clips. I, you know, I'm not some high school recruiting expert. I, I remember watching him uh, play basketball and thought like, holy shit, this guy's a monster. So absolutely massive get for Texas. Also makes sense if you're him. Never forget, Peyton Manning went to Tennessee because he didn't want to follow in his dad's footsteps. And it was a big deal in the SEC. I mean, I was junior high or whatever, but watching the documentaries about it, like Archie, Archie got a lot of shit for having his son go there and ultimately said, it's not my choice, it's Peyton's. And it's, you know, one of the biggest recruiting gets in the history of the most important conference in the country. And obviously Eli went, ended up going to Ole Miss this year, got his, you know, number retired. But I just do wonder, like it came down to three people, right? Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and the University of Texas in Sark. You can't, what are you going to do at Alabama? Win another national championship? I mean, they've won six or seven. So he, that to me, if you're Arch, like I don't know. Obviously, you're going to win there, but you're not going to get that much credit there. Georgia, I do think you would get some credit, but maybe you just don't want to go to Georgia. So he comes to Texas, which if you read the articles, like Sark's quarterback coach recruited him really heavily and it worked. So you, Sark's landing dudes. Now it's time for him to start winning some games. <laughs> Deshaun Watson paid off 20 of the 24 women that were suing him. 
Uh, he settled with them. I, I, you know, I always get struggle with the legal legal uh, jargon because I'm not, you know, I'm just a state school guy. Never went to law school. Don't even quite understand. I, I know the basic civil and criminal, but reading Florio wrote a little blog post that Deshaun Watson has been working with the NFL on his punishment. And he says, this is not abnormal. Players work with the league when they know they're going to get suspended, basically waiving their right to, you know, uh, what's it called? Not not sue, but to to have the union fight for them. So if you give me five games, if you give me 10 games, I waive my right to fight it. I waive my right to uh, basically, I, I don't, the word's escaping me, but that's what he's doing. And Florio wrote that the negotiations fell apart. But I think it's pretty clear that someone in the NFL had to tell him, Deshaun, every single day women are added to this case. Every single day you look worse. And every single day you look worse, our league works, looks worse. So you better figure this shit out. I don't think him settling randomly went for two straight years or a year and a half. He not only refused to settle, he was adamant, I'm going to clear my name. So to me, he settled thinking this would help him with the NFL. And last week, I think Mary Kay said on NFL radio, when the Browns acquired him, and this is so arrogant to think this, like Jimmy Haslam, you're you're a moron if you thought this. They thought he'd only get five or six games when they acquired him, which to me, I don't totally believe because the way they set up his $230 million contract, they paid him a million dollars year one. When you pay him a million dollars year one, you're basically acknowledge like, listen, if you do get suspended for the year, you're only losing a million dollars. So to me, they set it up knowing that this was worst case scenario or knowing this was very possible. But I think it's pretty clear that Deshaun settling all these cases, and let's face it, like it's the damage has already been done. Like the court of public opinion, we've already decided that, like, listen, whether he's guilty or innocent, I have no clue. The he said, she said things I've been saying for years on this podcast. I don't even like pretending. I, no one has any clue except him and the 20 million massage therapists that he was hooking up with. But what I can red flag him is I will never look at him the same. He was a rich, good-looking NFL quarterback, and he had to use massage therapists to get laid. Like, every single guy I talk to in the NFL looks at this guy and goes, like, I don't even take him seriously anymore. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not getting on my moral high horse and that there's a guy on every NFL team. There's probably a coach on every NFL staff who has done something with a, with a massage therapist. So he ain't alone. But he is alone having every single one in Texas. And then they all, like, just randomly colluded to get him. And clearly, we'll eventually find out because they all signed NDAs when he paid them off. Like, as we know, I don't even know what an NDA means anymore because we've seen time and time again, people talk with these situations like this. This got way out of control, spiraled out of control, and it's not over necessarily. But I think that Deshaun, uh, I think it's fair to take an educated guess, started getting pressure from the league. You need to make this shit go away. If you ever want to play in our league again, if you don't want to get suspended indefinitely, you got to figure your stuff out. Uh, We're tired of seeing these headlines. You need to get your house in order, bro. And clearly, he's attempted to do that. I do just wonder if it's a little too little too late. The other thing is that the Redskins, the Commanders, whatever the hell they're called, God, they're exhausting. And God, they're toxic. And it really starts and ends with Dan Snyder. And I I can't even keep up with everything, but it's just always something. 
Commissioner Goodell had to go in front of the House committee yesterday because of Dan Snyder. So the, the, there is a reason that they want this guy out. It's just drip, drip, drip. There's just a toxicity with the guy. The reason Elon Musk saw Twitter as a good get, I think, because he realized if you get off Twitter, the, the people that talk and love Twitter are media people. It is their microphone. They think it's a really big deal, even though potentially there's like 5 6% of society is on it. On the grand scheme of things, it's pretty irrelevant. And when you talk to people outside of the internet, just like in a real life situation, at a bar, at dinner, you bring up Twitter, it has a toxic vibe. People think it's just negative comments come up. It's a place of hate and anger. And it is. As someone, I use it and I was like, God, I hate the place. And that's what I feel like the Redskins are, the commanders are to the NFL. You just say them and people go, ugh, ugh, what the, ugh. You know, they're just, they, they are an anchor right now on a league that is printing money, that is running circles around every single sport in America. It ain't even close. I saw... There was a statistic out the other day that game six of the NBA Finals, a little over 13 million people watched. Uh, More people watched game six of the World Series a year ago. But bottom line, 13 million people, if I put Jags Texans on Thursday night next week, 13 million people would watch with ease. I mean, the NFL has no problem getting people to watch games. And... I think they have never been stronger in terms of their relevance. Obviously, gambling's blowing up. But this situation with Dan Snyder, it is just one thing after another. Now, I heard I was in the car the other day driving to the airport, and Pelissaro, Tom Pelissaro, who um, I like Tom Pelissaro. I've run into him sometimes at 49er training camp. Nice guy, covers the NFL for a long time, works at NFL Network now, and he uh, lives in Minnesota. And he was on with Pat. McAfee. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's got a pretty big show. And he was telling Pat, like, I, I, and this gets back to Cuban when what's his name with the Clippers, Donald Sterling got kicked out for uh, when, when Vivian Stiviano or whatever the hell her name was turned his ass into TMZ. And Cuban said, you know, it's a slippery slope if we start kicking owners out. And remember, everyone freaked out, like, wow, how can you say that? He said such a, he said racial. Bad words. It is true. But Mark Cuban's thing, like, it's just like, listen, this opens, it's just, it opens the possibility for who knows what for any owner. A lot of owners got some, you know, some skeletons in their closet, right? So it's, it's easy to kind of pound. This is what I always say about moral high horse guy. The louder you scream about your morals and, you know, especially on Twitter, all the media, the more I think you're a fraud behind closed doors. The louder you are, the bigger fraud I think you are. That's just a philosophy I have. And I, I see it a lot with Liv. You know, with the Live Golf, all these guys going to the Saudis. There are several people that cover golf that are very loud and outspoken. I, I would be fascinated to see what skeletons are in their closet, what shady shit they're doing. I promise you they got it. And just like all these owners, man. Now, it the, the, the Donald Sterling thing was very black and white. Donald Sterling was a complete loser. Uh, they were looking for a reason. They hated him. And it was an easy thing for them to do. The Dan Snyder situation, it feels like he's wearing a lot of people out. He clearly is. Now, I don't know if there's anything concrete for them to kick him out, but they've been circling the wagons to try to boot him. I think they want Jeff Bezos to own that team. I've said forever, like, Jeff Bezos is so rich, he's not just going to own any team. He wants to own that team. He owns the Washington Post. Clearly, he has a he wants a stranglehold. He's, he buys a bunch of politicians. He wants to own the Washington football team, and I think the league would like him to own it. But you got to get this guy out, and I've been saying it forever. They've been coming after this guy for a long fucking time, 
And Dan Snyder is not Mark Davis. He did not inherit this team. He made hundreds of millions of dollars in his late 20s. He is a self-made, he might be a scumbag, he might be an a-hole, everyone hates the guy, but he clearly is kind of smart, and he has avoided all these situations over the years somehow. Remember, uh, what was the what was the mobster's name uh, that, that took over for the five families? His nickname was Teflon Don. Uh, because no one could, no one could take him out. The the mob couldn't kill him, and, and the police couldn't take him down. And I, I think there are elements of this with Dan Snyder. I think it's very very difficult. But Pelissaro mentioned that like some owners are just they get uncomfortable with kicking people out because listen, rich people do shady shit. I mean, it's just reality of kind of the, the you know sometimes the crew and the people they run with. So if you open. The, the closet on all these guys, you're going to find some stuff. Well, listen, well, I, I've heard stories, and I don't even know any of these guys personally, but I've heard some stories that would make some people uncomfortable immediately. So it's going to be fascinating to see where this goes, but you can't keep going in front of Congress and have this going well. There has to be a lot of people in the NFL that will do anything humanly possible to get this guy removed. And if this guy gets removed and this team goes on the open market, we just saw it with the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos does not have this negative connotation around them, and they sold for $4.6 billion, the biggest sale in the history of American sports. If you put the Washington Commanders, Redskins, whatever you want to call them, on the open market in that market, with that history in that division, I mean, that's the number one uh, TV market division in the league. The Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and them. I I think they would get $5 billion with ease, and I think Bezos would pay cash. Uh, and, and last but not least, RIP to Tony Saragusa, who I, I say it all the time. I, I think to be, it's so easy to be like, I want to work in the media. Well, do you have a good personality? Just because you were successful in whatever you did doesn't mean you're going to be good with a mic in front of you. Think of historically like Joe Montana was terrible. Is Tom Brady going to be any good? I have no clue. Drew Brees, first bout Hall of Famer, puts you to sleep. Then there are certain guys that aren't Hall of Fame players, that weren't all pros or pro bowlers. Now, I think Tony Saragusa had his moments where he was a pretty good player, but are just like, this guy is it. Now, ideally, you get Charles Barkley, all-time great player, Hall of Famer, one of the best players of his generation, elite personality. That's the total package. That's a guy that makes, I bet Charles has made hundreds of millions of dollars post-career because of his personality. And then there are guys like Ter- Tony Saragusa. And let's face it, when you're an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle, you're a little under the radar. And But the one thing you are is when you're really big, there's a lovable connection. And I think Charles has this because he's kind of fat. And I think we all can kind of relate to that. And Tony Saragusa was massive. But he had this just gregarious personality. I honestly, when I think of Tony Saragusa, I think about him more on the sideline with a microphone than I do as a defensive tackle. He was lovable. Now, as of recording this, I haven't seen how he passed. Uh, I saw the clip that went viral. If you remember the Baltimore Ravens, I think the year after they won the Super Bowl, so it would have been 2001, were on HBO Hard Knocks. And he, you know, Shannon Sharp, Ray Lewis, him. And there was this clip of him taking his kids to Toys R Us during training camp. And you start doing the math. He had a daughter who was probably four or five. I mean, she's got to be in her mid-20s. And then he had a son who was probably one or two, and you're like, God, you know, these two kids just lost their father uh, in their early 20s. It just kind of breaks your heart. Just a, just a special personality. 
Um, you know, and obviously he went to another level when Fox hired him. He did sidelines for them, but uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people on social media giving him praise and giving him shout outs. Michael Mike Silver, who actually now has a podcast, I saw he interviewed McVeigh and CeeDee Lamb, some other guys, tweeted out this article that he wrote on him for uh for Sports Illustrated years ago, and it was just hilarious talking about how the world needs plumbers and uh relating a plumber to himself as a defensive tackle. Just an enjoyable guy. So RIP Tony Saragusa. Have a good weekend. Talk to everyone soon. Adios. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.